Hi, welcome to Monocular, a storytelling podcast where I offer you a one-eyed look at the distant and not-so-distant past. listening to the debut episode of Monocular. The story you're about to hear is entitled The Fighter's Trophy, and it takes place 27 years ago. It's a tale of the value of acknowledging someone who's not particularly great at what they're trying to do, but who's nevertheless trying their very best. In my case, what I was trying my best at, at least for a season or so, was soccer, and the person who acknowledged me was my coach, Fleming Jensen, whom I'd like to dedicate this story to. Fleming was the second-team coach, and I was decidedly a second-team player. Another well-deserved shout-out goes to the first-team coach, Mess Bansen, who, like me, eventually left soccer behind, but, very much unlike me, went on to become a highly esteemed jazz pianist. The story takes place in 1993, while Denmark was on one of its biggest national highs ever after winning the 1992 European Championships. If you're keen to learn more about Denmark's historic victory, I highly recommend The Summer of 92, a most terrific movie which is available on Netflix. While it's obviously about soccer, it's also the best cinematic depiction I've ever seen of Danish culture and the underdog mentality that often defines Danes, for better or for worse. Monocular is written, performed, recorded, and produced by me, Miguel Elbeck. Check out monocularpod.com to learn more about the show and how you can support the ongoing production of Monocular by becoming a patron for as little as $2 a month. Another great way to support the podcast, of course, is by subscribing to it and leaving a five-star review. Monocular is a Toro Town StoryWorks production, and for more information about the company, a one-stop shop for all kinds of storytelling, please visit torotown.com. Now, without any further ado, here's the debut story of Monocular, The Fighter's Trophy. I hope you'll like it. October 20th, 1993 has to be the most standout day of my entire childhood. I have lots of well-preserved memories from my childhood in general, but I can't recall any other individual days that I remember as much about as I do this one. I was 11 years old and a few years into playing soccer at my local club in the Aarhus suburb of Brabant, spelled like Brabrand, though it has nothing to do with the makes of Brassiers. Soccer is the go-to sport for just about every little Danish boy, and for a lot of girls too. It's played in your parents' backyard, in the park, in the schoolyard, in PE, and, of course, in every local sports club across the country. 
Now, when you join a club, your level of talent has very little effect on how much playing time you're going to get. Your parents are paying for you to be there, and the coaches will let you play, even if you're not very good at all. I wasn't very good at all. I never became good at soccer or any sports in general, and naturally, this put some strain on my social status in school. A lot of times it led to teasing, a few times to downright bullying. But then sometimes I managed to embrace my lack of soccer skills. For a while, I garnered a lot of positive attention by doing crazy celebratory runs all around the schoolyard when I scored a goal. Seeing as how my lack of talent would only allow me very rarely to score a goal on regular terms, the other kids would provide me with some very generous assists, allowing me to score and thus do one of those silly attention-craving runs, yelling and screaming and waving my arms around. That definitely gave me a rush, as for a while, I'd overcome the challenge of being so horrible at what seemed to come so natural to all the other boys. A classic situation during recess was the process of picking the two teams that would go head-to-head in the short match that was about to follow. Usually, the two best players would be picker number one and picker number two, taking turns picking players for their team. One time, I made a bet with one of the girls from my class as to whom would be picked last. We each bet on ourselves. She was a wonderful but also fairly lanky, skinny, and slightly goofy girl, at least when she was playing soccer, and she had pretty good reason to believe that she'd be picked last. But I was certain I'd win that bet. And sure enough, a few minutes later, I'd won myself a plastic cup of hot cocoa from the hot drinks dispenser. The number of my singular soccer achievements at the local club is so small that I feel I'm able to remember every single one of them. Such as when I perfectly brought a ball under control as it went from flying towards my chest to laying still under my foot in less than a second, much to the amazement of my coach and teammates. There's a time when I won a pair of really nice Adidas socks at a tournament because even the team that ended up in last place would get a prize. And there's the time when I, in the role of goalkeeper, saved a penalty taken by the first team goalkeeper. I can still recall the sensation of the ball hitting my thigh, which tells me I didn't have to die for the ball. There's that one time when I scored a goal by bouncing a ball perfectly off of the top of an orange cone during a game of indoor soccer with very peculiar rules. Or that other time when someone kicked a ball really hard towards me and hit me right smack in the middle of my face and it didn't even hurt. Mostly, though, I remember the awareness that the various coaches were trying to put me in the position where the team was least vulnerable. This often meant being a forward, since the midfielders could then just lead the charge and the attack and simply avoid passing the ball to me, unless they absolutely had to. One time, though, I was put in charge of the goal. The coach made me the goalkeeper, and it wasn't just during practice, but during an actual tournament game. It would have felt really special, but we were ahead by 27 to nothing, and the coach was probably not viewing me as a potential goalkeeping prospect. All in all, it might seem strange that I kept devoting so much time to a sport that I was obviously horrible at. But I definitely got some form of kick out of it. Pun intended, of course. Since I kept playing at the club for about four years in total. It probably helped that Denmark, against all odds, won the 1992 European Championships after not even qualifying for it. Denmark, as it turned out, was only able to be part of the competition after Yugoslavia was forced to drop out because of the civil war in the soon-to-be-dissolved country. Once the competition got going, Denmark's path to the European Championship title 
involved a draw against England, a loss to Sweden, and then a magical run of victories against France, then the Netherlands in the semi-final, and then Germany in the final. Suddenly, pretty much every Danish person considered themselves a European champion of soccer. Some still do. And it all added a sense of heightened importance to the sport. That, at least, is my best guess as to why 1993 became my best soccer-playing year ever. Not in terms of team results, since I was permanently on the club's second team, which never did well in anything. That said, it might just have been the best year ever in terms of team results, or rather, the least horrible one. No one ever seemed to pay too much attention to what position we were at in whatever league we were playing in. Regardless, in 1993, for months on end, I'd consistently tried to do my very, very best at both the practice sessions and the weekly matches. Maybe it meant that I actually did a little better too, in terms of tackles made, goals scored, and distances run. But above all, it meant that I simply took everything to do with soccer a little more seriously. I was a determined 11-year-old, and I was not allowing my obvious lack of skill to keep my spirits down. I give a lot of credit to the second-team coach, Fleming, who managed to truly encourage those of us who weren't as naturally gifted as some of the other kids. He didn't just look at us with disdain as so many other coaches and PE teachers were prone to. Even with all the effort I put into it all, it was still quite a shock to me when, on October 20th, 1993, Fleming decided to honor my efforts by presenting me with the second team's fighter's trophy. It was, beyond any shadow of a doubt, the proudest I'd ever been of any sports achievement. So far, nothing has managed to top it, and I'm quite certain nothing ever will. The trophy was presented to me in front of the rest of the second team, and all of the first team too. The winner of the first team's fires trophy, Anas, was a good friend of mine at school, who never held it against me that we were on opposite ends of the sport's talent scale. He actually went on to become a European champion himself in 2012, 19 years later, albeit as a member of the national handball team rather than the soccer team. Now, that magical October day anything but ended with a little fighter's trophy ceremony at the local clubhouse. Because after the modest festivities, a bus picked all of us up and took us to Denmark's capital to see a massive Champions League game, FC Copenhagen facing off against AC Milan. Being from Aarhus, Denmark's second largest city, it was natural for us to root against the Copenhagen team, even when they were playing a team from another country. It didn't help FC Copenhagen that one of Denmark's biggest stars, Brian Laudrup, was playing for AC Milan. He was part of the already legendary 1992 European Championship team, he'd won the 1992 Danish Player of the Year award, and he was a true national hero. In other words, we were there to see FC Copenhagen get squashed on their home turf. And boy, did we get what we came for. After merely 42 seconds played, French superstar Jean-Pierre Pepin put Milan in the lead. After four minutes played, Marco Simone made it 2-0. 15 minutes in, Simone made it 3-0. 42 minutes in, Lautl made it 4-0. Massimo Orlando changed the score to 5-0 after 61 minutes. And finally, after 72 minutes played, Pepang sealed the deal and scored the final goal of the match. AC Milan, 6. FC Copenhagen, 0. Squashing mission complete. It was an absolutely amazing experience. It was one of those fairly rare moments when we all really felt like a true team. 
first and second team players altogether. Our section of the crowd, and maybe even specifically us, this bunch of highly enthusiastic 10 and 11 year olds, managed to start a huge crowd wave that kept going around and around and around the stadium. I know that I definitely took considerable credit for that wave in the following days, as I told my family and friends about the experience. And as I'd had my parents record the game on VCR, I got to see the wave from all kinds of angles. The Fighters Trophy is not the only accolade I've ever received, but it's the only sports trophy I've ever won. The concept of winning trophies potentially got a little stuck in my accolade-hungry head. At least in 2005, when I was an eager university student. One night, I had a surprisingly vivid dream about receiving a trophy for a particularly good paper I'd done in literature class. My professor did a little speech for me in front of the rest of the class, and there was even a trophy girl presenting the trophy to me. This dream has stuck with me just about as much as receiving that real-life trophy in 1993. The trophy took a prominent top-shelf spot in my room for an entire year. After that, I had to give it back to the club so another player could be presented with it. I was supposed to receive a mini-trophy as a replacement, but I never did for some odd reason. I remember revisiting the club quite a few years later. At this point, I had fully come to terms with the fact that soccer was not my true forte and thus stopped playing. But I would still very much like that mini-trophy that was so deservedly mine. I asked a staff member at the club about it, but it was nowhere to be found. I think that my younger self felt that I needed this physical artifact in order to remember and properly treasure my achievement. As it turned out, that was clearly not the case at all. <laughs> 